How can we make brewing a more sustainable process? I think we can all pretty much agree that when it comes to the world of beer, the topic of sustainability needs to be more than a box-ticking exercise or a simple buzzword that we occasionally throw about as part of our business. In this episode, part of our February digital takeover on sustainability, we discover how to approach the often daunting idea of becoming more sustainable and also hear from a brewery that is making ongoing strides to do just that. Hello and welcome to the Brewer's Journal podcast. My name is Tim Sheehan, editor of the Brewer's Journal. So we're a month into the new year and many of us are probably assessing how well our resolutions for 2024 are panning out. And from a business perspective, reducing our impact on the environment and also improving the efficiencies of the brewing process is no doubt high on many agendas. With that in mind, in this episode, we speak to Chris Lewington, the founder of Brew Resourceful. He argues that when it comes to sustainability, there are three pillars to consider, namely economic, environmental and social. He outlines the steps to consider when striving to make your business more sustainable and where to turn when looking to make new capex investments that can improve your brewery. We also hear from Joe Watts, the operations and sustainability manager at Wiper and True. The Bristol-based brewery is on a mission to reach net zero by 2030. They acknowledge there's a lot of work to be done before they hit that ambitious goal, but they've also been thinking about ways to reduce their impact on the planet since starting out in 2013. Joe explains how the team has implemented a raft of sustainability projects, but how they are also mindful that these are part of an ongoing journey, one that involves constantly working to become the most sustainable brewery they possibly can be. So it's 2024, and you want your brewing business to be a more sustainable operation. But what exactly does that mean? Here's Chris Lewington to explain more. For me, I think sustainability as a term is quite misunderstood. I think people very often use it synonymously with the environment. So they're thinking, you know, sustainability equals green. It means being better for the planet. It means, you know, looking after your resources so the world is better, reducing your waste. But actually, sustainability is way more than just environmental. So sustainability in terms of a company, so in terms of a business, they generally say it's like three pillars. So there's the economic, the environmental, and the social. So often I think people say, just say, oh, sustainability equals the environment, but they forget that actually two of the most important ones, or equally important, is economic sustainability of your business, and also the social sustainability, which means looking after people. Now, broadly speaking, I don't deal too much with the social side of it. Um, you know, I think that's more company policy, company culture, et cetera, which I don't specifically deal with. But when we're talking to brewers or breweries about their operational sustainability, so to speak, which is equal to their business sustainability, I think people, one of the things I hear very often is, oh, that sounds amazing. When we get a bit more money, I would love to focus on sustainability. And to me, that it's like, it's very counterintuitive because actually sustainability is looking after your money and it is also then in turn looking after the environment so for me i think what would be really great if us as the brewers really understood sustainability and kind of i think you know i hate talking about the negative market conditions but let's be honest the the, 
the craft brewing industry sector is plateauing. I'm not saying it's necessarily declining, but it's definitely not seeing the same level of growth that we were before. So things become a little bit more challenging than they were before. So I think maybe we just need to refocus everyone's attention on economic sustainability and then that which also has that environmental sustainability aspects to it as well so for me that it just makes a lot of sense and reducing operational wastage in, in this is completely in my opinion is probably one of the best ways of achieving both economic and environmental sustainability and, and the reason i say that is you know let's look at brew house efficiency is a great example right so I don't know if this is going being recorded or people are going to listen to this exact audio, but I would challenge the first question I'd always ask in a room full of brewers is who measures brew house efficiency? And you might get 30% of the room putting their hands up. And who measures it every month? Maybe half those hands go down. And then who measures it every single batch? You're probably left with two, maybe three people in the room who are doing so. And this is an ex excellent example of why sustainability is important to our industry because we're just at the moment I feel like we're quite blind to a lot of our operational wastage so brew house efficiency is such an excellent example because it, it if you look at it from a sustainability point of view you can or let's say a finance person is looking at it they can just look at it as directly proportional to how much malt you're buying and how much you're maximizing the or utilizing or being efficient with that malt and that malt also has a huge environmental impact so about 15% of an entire brewery's emissions, scope one, two, and three, is coming from malted barley. In some cases, that I've seen is up to 30%. So, and that's because they weren't being very efficient with their malt because it has a huge environmental impact. So this is where I think sustainability is, in, we should look at it as an economic and environmental because also there's a cost associated with that. So, you know, if your brew house is operating at 80% efficiency, that's inefficient. So actually, you should be at 88, 87 is about the industry standard at the moment. And that means that your 7.5% of your malt costs a year are wasted. And now you look at it and think, well, okay, we can't afford sustainability, but actually you can't afford not to be sustainable is the way that I try and approach it. So for me, I think that is a really important thing. We just need to get a better understanding of what sustainability is. And then for what I do and what I've broken it down to for operational efficiency, or operational wastage is down to five categories. So I've already spoken about one, which is brew house efficiency, but there's also water usage or intensity. There's also uh, electricity, natural gas if you're using it, and CO2. So I think those those five things is what are what brewers should be measuring every month, and in some cases, especially with the brew house efficiency, should be every batch. And if we start to do that, I think we'd all start to realize where our operational wastage is coming uh, is high, and you, you'll see, and then you can benchmark it, etc. So I think for me, that's like understanding it better, and then make sure you're measuring it consistently and as accurately as you possibly can. And that would be what I would say is, yeah, what why we should be worried about sustainability and what we can do about it. But as a brewery owner, just where do you start? It is, it is a great question because it is very complex. When you're first stepping into sort of sustainability, there is a lot of terms, uh, you know, scope one, two, and three that you have to really research and understand to get your head around. And then it starts to get quite daunting 
very, very quickly, especially when you're looking at scope three, which is every single purchase your business makes has an associated emission. And then you're like, well, how do I calculate that? And all of a sudden, you can end yourself running, wasting weeks, months, you know, even a year trying to calculate your carbon footprint. And then you sit back and you go, okay, that was the year. But actually, I think the best thing to do in all cases is just simplify it straight down. Yes, scope three is really important to understand, but that's a long, long-term project. And especially for a small brewer who probably doesn't have the resources available to, um, to, to invest into carbon footprinting, it's just controlling what you do as a business. I think that's probably the best, most practical advice is kind of in a way, if, you, if, if you're very new to sustainability, kind of ignore a lot of the noise and just focus exactly on what your, on what your brewery and what your business is doing. So, you know, whether, as I said, those five points, so, you know, they're the five points, but actually to take that on a slightly higher level, there's, there's three steps for me. So first you have to measure. So you can't just start reducing. It doesn't really make any sense because you don't know what you're reducing. You don't know where your time is being spent best. So the best thing to do is measure as much as you can over the course of a, a week, a month, and get a picture of what your brewery is doing. So that's why, you know, when I talk about water, for example, how much water did you use to produce the amount of beer that you made that month? It's a simple question, yet has a lot of ramifications. So you can then look at that and then I would say, so that's always the measuring part. And you look at that and then you go, okay, great. So I've got these six, seven, eight, five, you know, 10 results. What does that actually mean? Are any of these good or any of these bad? So that's why I created the benchmarking tool and that's why that exists. So now you can be like, okay, cool. So I got a water intensity of nine liters to, to a liter. You might be able to Google some things and find maybe that doesn't sound very high, but it's interesting to know okay, is that a problem or is that not? So then you can start to benchmark. So then you go, okay, I'm looking at my nine liters and I'm going, the industry standard is reported, you know, at 6.5. So now I look, okay, I've got a problem here because I'm, not, I'm using too much water compared to everyone else. Why is that? And I think the next part would be, then you can look to reduce. And what I always say when you look to reduce is if you find yourself finding reasons before you've actually started to reduce of why it's high, you're already down the wrong path. I see a lot of it is like, ah, oh, you know, we're in a historical building, for example, or um, yeah, yeah, we've got an old, we got an old gas burner. So of course, that's why we're high. And it's easy to, you know, to sort of put the blinkers on and be like, okay, yep, that's my reason. That's why I'm high. When actually, it's not always the case. And you can get way lower. I've seen I've seen breweries of a really small scale with hardly any resources get incredibly low scores on, you know, on all of those sort of five key metrics. So I think when it's such a daunting and like daunting topic, it just make it simple, measure what you do and be the best at what you do. And then once you've got those five key things, you're like, you know, we're industry best on some of these metrics, then you can start to, I think, absorb some of the other information and start to move on and you know maybe look at this carbon footprint and how your business operates but for me i think going out and looking at how your business operates before looking at your own uh as, as in you know supply chains and how you're interacting with them i think it's just looking at what your business is doing and reducing that to the best you can brewing much like wider hospitality 
operates in an ever-changing landscape, with business owners required to be mindful of the upcoming changes that can impact their breweries. So, it, I mean, yeah, it's really fascinating. I think let's take the word sustainability and look at more of it just from the environmental side. So let's look at environmental sustainability. There's been, if you want to break, there's a whole carrot and stick, right? So I think the whole, up until probably two years ago, it's been the carrot that's been leading that, that side of the industry. So it's been something that's good for you to do and you get it and you're like, okay, cool. We can maybe use this for marketing or something, or we feel good. We're doing the right thing. I think very soon, or you're already seeing it in bigger businesses, the stick is coming and the stick is legis legislative. I can't say the word either, Tim. Um, <laughs> uh, changes coming um, that are going to be, they're going to basically require businesses to be to a carbon footprint and be reduce their impact on the environment. What I will say is I am very, I would be very surprised if that, that legislative changes came down to the small brewer I think they are always going to be for the big big producers and maybe and maybe you know we're talking hundreds of thousands of hectoliters rather than tens however the one thing I will say that and I think is going to be probably the one that we would see impact the brewing industry the most it's water and I actually learned this from a site visit at Hepworth Brewery so it's, it's an amazing place if anyone gets the opportunity to go I emailed Andy, he was absolutely, he took me around all day. You know, it's, it's amazing what they're achieving. But he was saying that, that their water provider, now you can't actually open a business in the area that takes water out of, like net positive water out of the system because there's, no, there's not enough water to go around. So he, you know, this is where, and the water is a big, it's a scarce resource and it's becoming scarcer and scarcer and our waterways are pretty abysmal. So it's going to start to it's going to start where I think there'll be a situation where they're going to be water companies are going to start looking and being like, who are the biggest users of water in the area? And brewers are heavy, heavy users of water. And some brewers are very heavy users of water. And I think that is where we would probably see something coming in and you would be restricted on the amount of water that you would allow to use, which would be quite a large problem for a lot of brewers um we probably won't talk about the waste side of where that wastewater goes because <laughs> that's a whole different topic but i think it's actually the water that you're bringing in would be the first thing that would impact from let's say a stick or point of view which would come in i think again that's Have anecdotal you... that's not based on any fact other than what i've seen happening and what i think will be that's what is the situation the scenario i see arising so you want to make a new investment that can improve your business and also reduce your brewery's impact on the environment. Great, but also, just where do you turn? What I will always recommend to every single brewer who's about to spend their capex, uh, especially on anything that has an environmental, um, like a positive environmental impact, is, and it's going to sound like I'm banging the same drum here, but you have to make sure that what you're doing is the best that you can do operationally. I've seen before, you know, they'll have people, you know, let's say that, you know, I know a CapEx is being spent on water reduction. And when you're calculating your return on investment, your ROI, you're saying, okay, well, I'm currently using this amount of water and it's going to reduce it this, or, you know, it's going to, it's going to help me get this down. So therefore it's worth this. But actually what 
if you are overusing water, you're inefficiently using water. Those ROIs are false. So it's the same with gas, water, electricity, anything. If you're not if you're not confident that what you're doing process-wise is the best, then you've got to be very careful that that capex is actually getting you what you think, and it could actually be way better spent somewhere else. So again, I'm just going to go back to if you have to record and measure everything you do and you have to then benchmark it to understand if you actually have if this capex is going to get you where you want and then after that yeah I, I i mean i can help with that part i can help with the benchmarking with the measuring and i can also help with the recommendation as well so i but yeah i think it's always key to make sure that what you're getting is the best and be careful of those sales people out there people you know what <laughs> those ROIs get inflated very quickly. I've seen them myself uh, as a brewer deciding, you know, helping capex projects. Some of them are just completely unattainable in reality. So just watch, just you know, make sure the numbers are tight. Not, I'm sure you would anyway. But yeah, take nothing for granted and double check everyone's calculations. And one brewery that is no stranger to making capital investments in recent years is Wiper and True of Bristol. They are an outfit that want their overall impact on the planet to be a positive one. So in the day-to-day -day running of their business, they are always focused on tackling the biggest environmental impacts that their brewery is making. Whether that be their energy demand, efficiency savings, waste products or ingredient sourcing. We'll now hear from Joe Watts, the brewery's operations and sustainability manager to learn how they're doing just that. Um, so thank you to Brewers Lectures, Tim and everyone for, for setting this up. Um, I'm really happy to, to host you all here. It's um, amazing to have you. Um, there's some really interesting speakers, so I'm really looking forward to what everyone's got to say today. Um, I thought I would do a talk uh, around sustainability. Um, I won't go into any detail on, uh, on all the measures we're doing, apart from one which I want to specifically focus on, which is the CO2 recovery that we've recently installed uh, from Dalham. So we are doing lots of little bits. You can see on here a lot of the, the, the projects we've been focusing on. Um, all of them I'm really excited about. I was going to talk about solar. I think we all know that Putting solar on the roof is just a must for everybody. Um, we've got to get on board with it. Um, we've got to get on board as a brewing industry of like driving our carbon footprint down. Solar is a really easy way to do it. Another way to do it is CO2 recovery. And we are very lucky that we live in a time where two companies have brought out small-scale CO2 recovery systems. Um, we took a, we we spoke to them both, and we ended up. I'm deciding on the Dalham CO2 recovery system, which is uh, uh, manufactured in Denmark. Um, what I really want to go over is the successes uh, and the challenges of installing the whole system, because there were parts of it that were not easy. Um, I'll go through, I hope to give a lot of detail on uh, if you were to do this system, what it would cost you, um, how we funded it, uh, the return on investment, uh, what food quality checks and HACCP we had to do to, um, to cover off before we put it back in our beer, 
and go through some of the challenges of install. So here is a, an example of how we funded the project. Um, we were very lucky to scoop up the last bit of European Green Business Grant funding uh, from Weka, um, so the West of England Combined Authority, and we got £15,000 to go towards this. Um, as you can see, the Dalham unit costs about 43000 for us. Uh, it might have increased slightly uh, now. They've got quite high demand. I think they've got 20 in, in production at the moment. Uh, Kim assured me, Kim Dallin assured me that still a five to six month lead time, um, which we thought would be a lot longer, but it looks like it's still quite, quite reasonable. Um, the pipework and lagging cost us 21,000. Um, we got um, a CO2 uh, ring main put in. That was quite an expensive thing, but it means that the whole system is easier to operate for brewers. It's like a kind of user-friendly system. We could have had a kind of bit more of a cheaper Medusa's head of like pipes going everywhere, but we decided on investing in uh, a proper recovery, stainless steel recovery ring main. Um, so that's why that was a bit more expensive. Um, a chiller and utility infrastructure, about £5,000. Um, so that gives you an idea of the overall project costs, about 54962 But what does that mean in return on investment? So it looks like we are using about 18 tonnes of CO2 a year. If we tweak everything up on the canning line, it might be in increase a lot more. Uh, we've got annual savings of CO2 that we would normally have to buy in. Um, of about £23,000. Um, I've put a, a kind of sceptical like efficiency of 80%. We think it could potentially uh, be 100%. Um, so you can see the return on investment as it goes along is around five years, but I think that's pretty good. But even if it was longer than that, even if it was 10 years, um, it would still be worth doing, and I can go into that a bit later. Um, so HACCP and food quality checks, I know if you want to get into the detail of this, I'm not the best person to speak to this about. Speak to one of the brewers or we can put you in touch if you're interested in it more. But as a general rule, we said, okay, uh, we need to do hazard, hazard analysis, critical control points. What do we need to be safe that what we're recovering is, is good enough, it does not have any nasty gases in it that we don't want. So we decided that we need a, a certificate of conformity from Dalham, which they gave us, to say what they've made will produce this stuff. Then we had to do uh, testing for unwanted gases. There's a whole list of gases that we've tested for, um, and we're happy to say that everything came under, under the, were either non-existent or came well under the thresholds of, of uh, the allowed tolerances. Um, we then did a uh, purity test, so how much oxygen might be left in it, and we found that our current one, when we tested it, was 99.95, still seems really good, uh, but when we tested the recovered stuff, it was 99.99, so kind of getting purer gas back from the Dallum machine, which is a relief. Um, the challenges of installation, I mean, we put our CO2 tank right in the corner of the car park, so it basically meant that um, the Dallam unit sits by, by the tank farm and we had to run all of our pipework out there and all of it back as well. So that created a few extra challenges. Um, the recovery line is a 6 mil high pressurised 30, 35 bar, needs to be insulated. 
and recover into the tank, and then we need data from the tank coming back in to the Dalam unit. So, so location of CO2 tank. If you're going to do it yourselves, try and get the CO2 tank as close to the Dalam unit as possible. It'll make it cheaper, it'll make it easier, probably be slightly more efficient as well. Um, then we obviously had to design and install the ring main. Um, we had to do a lot of other little tweaks that I'm happy to go into all of the detail of it um, with anyone who wants to speak to me further about it. Um, and then we've got one thing that we need to finish installing, which is the return line from the tank to balance the pressure. Um, because when you flash gas back into your CO2 tank, it releases, uh, sorry, you flash the liquid back in, it releases a bit of gas, and that can be recovered and come back into the Dalam unit. So you, you, you'll never lose any gas, which is great. Um, so the, just to conclude, um, why did, almost like, why did we do it and what are the results? Um, it reduces the running cost of the brewery, £23,000 a year. Of course, there's a return on investment there. It's purer CO2. Um, one big one is it's a resilience to market fluctuations. So sometimes we don't have any CO2 in the country. If some producers decide to turn it off, then sometimes we have to stop brewing. Um, and also the costs massively fluctuated. I think costs were fluctuating so much last year, it could happen again in a year or year two time. So we built in resilience to our business. Um, and it also, because, it, because all of your fermented CO2, if it, uh, it actually counts to your scope one emissions. So by recovering it all, we're reducing our carbon footprint as well. And that's it, thanks very much. The Brewers Journal podcast is a production of Reby Media. Produced and hosted by Tim Sheehan. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. Series supervision by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris. Special thanks to Chris Lewington of Brew Resourceful and Joe Watts of Wiper and True.